0: Six these What is that stuff? Mastique. Silly putty with a bang. This court is now
1: in session. Oh god, it's another courtroom Please episode. Can I just leave? We've heard all the evidence uh, in the case of the Lakota tribe versus New Plains Electric. I don't
0: care. Uh-huh. Councils
1: for their summations. Make it. <laughs> closing argument, to Samuels.
0: No. <laughs> I don't want to give you a closing <laughs> argument. Here's my closing argument. Let's, I hate courtroom episodes. Let's just
1: let's just end it. At least it wasn't a full courtroom episode.
0: That's true. I My first note was, oh, God, a fucking courtroom episode, and then realized five minutes, in I'm like, okay, there's no more courtroom stuff. Yeah. But for the love of God, like if we learned anything from last season, how much I hate courtroom episodes. Yeah. Uh, I think it is it I mean, I hate them
1: too. They're boring. You don't go anywhere. That's my thing. Like They're
0: visually boring. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode one twenty four. Today Greg and I will be discussing season six, episode twenty. Trail of tears. Right off the bat, I was just made uncomfortable. I just like, and I'm trying to think to myself, like, courtroom stuff can be done effectively, for sure. Like, I don't think TV, I mean, there are courtroom dramas, there are courtroom procedural shows that are done well. But when you have, like, one-off episodes like this, when the whole episode is based, and I know this one wasn't, but I was tuned out for the entirety of this scene.
1: Well, the, the problem is with this scene is that the only reason that it's here is to, to build the, the, uh, the story, there, it like it right. didn't have to happen. Exactly. It was just it was just kind of a way to it was exposition. Yes. In a very
0: blunt and boring way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I just it just didn't and the thing is, is like sadly, and I don't even want to say I shouldn't say sadly, but like I, I kinda liked the episode. Mm. And I was maybe a little more favorable than I should have. Um, we'll have to talk. But about we'll that. we'll talk about it. So let's um <laughs> <laughs> that was a little prune juice. Uh, Gre- Greg and I actually just guest starred on another podcast right before this recording, and we were slugging prune juice throughout. Mm-hmm. And um, it, uh, it's coming back up. <laughs> Let's give him a little shout. Who was that? So, yeah, so Greg and I actually guested on the My Worst Holiday podcast where we basically you go on and these guys um they they encourage you to share your worst story you know engagement party bachelor party anything like that so greg and i shared a really um juicy story about a um about an unseen force that was shitting in our toilets in college (laughs) um mm-hmm. leave it there. So yeah, so this episode you guys are listening to it's Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be a few weeks I think he said before we'll hear it, but we'll definitely, let you know, when it's out so you guys can go listen to it. It was uh, it was a fun time. We want to thank them again for for having us on. So uh we'll uh, we'll check back in in a few weeks when it's when it actually airs. So, Greg, are you ready? No. All right. Let's do it anyway. So MacGyver and Willis, the Quicksand Willis. <laughs> Will oh yeah, so Willis
1: from, what episode was that? That was, the, um, the God, groundwater one. God, with a. Uh, remember the um, name of that episode. Dalton, da, nah. The one where they're going to build the city and the city's going to shit the bed because they're on unstable ground. Whatever. Willis, the guy that got sucked down to the mud that MacGyver saved with a belt around his waist and all that shit. Yes, that guy. That yes. guy is back. He's back. The one where
0: MacGyver made the parasail. The power. The paramotor. What the hell was the name of that episode? It, it doesn't matter. I don't love. I can't remember it. Anyway. So yeah, so it's his name is Willis, and so they're sitting in on a trial, and um, we we meet our main pro antagonist of the episode because he kind of plays both both sides for for a little while um his name is barry white cloud he's representing the lakota tribe Mm. now the lakota tribe is trying to stop the new plains electric company from running electrical lines across their reservation now according to the trial and according to the the information um, on the map the reservation land ends where the apparent, what's called the Black Stream Creek. So the reservation ends where Black Stream Creek does, but the power lines on Bitter Flats do not cross into Lakota lands, according mm-hmm. to the map. Mm-hmm. And so the trial is saying, when they close out the um, the, the trial, uh, the the one of the attorneys for NPE New Plains Electronics Electric. Mm-hmm. he's basically talking about how this this treaty and this map shows all of this stuff, and he says that the NPE called MacGyver and Willis in uh, from the Phoenix Foundation to support the claim that the power lines don't give off any harmful electromagnetic radiation to the environment. What, yeah,
1: so there was a whole lot harping on. So I thought this is what the story was going to be about, that the the argument is that the power lines... Are yes they don't want them out there but that they're actually detrimental to the environment because they put out a lot of electromagnetic radiation right. and that it's harmful and the phoenix foundation basically i guess couldn't find that it was actually harmful so or the the facts got twisted around a bit and you so, can
0: tell that macgyver there is a quick shot of macgyver you can tell that he's he's kind of pissed off that they didn't find anything because uh-huh. i think he really wanted to be able to bury these guys but i think i think i It's a
1: whole plot line that they should have followed, but they didn't. It's just like it was superfluous information. It was really annoying. I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. This is interesting. I'm curious what their findings are. You never really found out. Basically, you you learned that the power company subpoenaed the Phoenix Foundation to be part of this trial. Right. Um, and they took their facts, but kind of shifted them around. Didn't lie, but made they spun they spun them to make them look better for the power company, right? Um, and MacGyver was pissed off about that.
0: Yeah, and so so the the attorney for the power company basically kind of concludes his um, what do you call his closing remarks yeah. by s- asking the jury, like you know, let's stop this now and let New Plains Electric proceed with mm-hmm. opening the plant so that we can get this thing going we can get new jobs open we can get everything running so let's just like let's cut the shit like and let's end it now so barry white cloud gets up and he kind of gives his summation of 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 the events and um he notes about the irony he talks about the irony of the white man wanting to abide by a treaty for once in their lives and he started you know kind of goes on about that for a little while and he says you know he kind of insists that there's a scandal going on, but he's nothing that he can prove about it. And Barry kind of warns the jury that by the time that the scientists who are testing these lines and these wires, by the time that they can prove that these wires are giving off harmful radiation, it'll be too late. It'll be too late. Yeah. Everything will be running and, and ever, you know. Yeah.
1: So he basically pulled in a lot of extra stuff. And at the end of his closing remarks, the judge basically said, you know, he told the jury, Please only please disregard any information that didn't have to do with whether or whether whether or not the power lines caused harmful radiation. Right. So basically, Jamie, Jay, not Jamie, trying, Jamie Two Eagles, not Jamie Two Eagles, Scott <laughs> again, Jamie Two Eagles, Barry White Cloud was basically trying to appeal to their better senses and be like, hey, this is more than just scientific. This is you know, you've got some. Cultural stuff going on here. You have a lot more than just a black and white power line issue, right? But the judge is like, "That's not what this trial's about," which sucks because that that
0: happens a lot. Absolutely, yeah. I think he says he starts talking about how the the Bitter Flats has been part of Lakota's holy lands for centuries, and it's it's as sacred to the Indian culture as it is as the church is to the Christian culture. Mm-hmm. And that's the like, yeah. The judge was like, "Yeah, don't like let's we're gonna strike that out." Yeah. Don't listen to that. Unfortunately,
1: Only- it didn't work out too much as a restaurant chain to compete with Tortilla Flats. Bitter Flats just did not pan out. Yeah, it was clearly
0: the food was just too bitter. I don't know why they were bitter. bitter in the in the name of the restaurant, but it didn't really work very well. So Willis is basically all, he's still sitting next to MacGyver and he's just like, he like they have a few cutaways to him and he's just like, he's calling the lawyers for NPE, New Plains Electrics, mm-hmm. like just these really rotten names. Yeah. I don't remember what they were, but he's basically just shitting on right. the attorneys on the opposing side. And he's talking to MacGyver and he's complaining that the attorney like twisted their testimony to prove their case, you know, like twisted the report to prove mm-hmm. that there was nothing wrong. And the guy basically is like, "Hey, it's my job. To,
1: my, I'm an attorney. It's my job to win the trials right. that I'm, I'm given." Right. So basically, the judge, you know, the jury found that the defendant, the power company, was able to go ahead with their project.
0: Right. Exactly. So yeah. MacGyver like runs up to Barry at the end of the uh, at the at the end of the trial, and he basically apologizes to to Barry, and he's like, "Listen, like you said, Greg MacGyver says, you know, we were subpoenaed." We had no choice but to testify like we mm-hmm. had to do that it was it was the law and Barry's like I'm not really interested in your offer of the foundation resources because he offers mm-hmm. for the foundation to try to help find out what's really going on and right. Barry's like I, we're not interested I don't really care I, I'm, I don't, I'm not interested in filing an appeal. Mm-hmm. And he basically is like he accuses them of trying to like ease their conscience, like he's like trying to put them at ease. Yeah, like
1: their their project kind of made things go bad for the for the Lakota tribe, and then um, but like MacGyver's like my conscience is clear. I'm just trying to make things right. I did my job right, and now I but something was shady here. Yeah, and and so like I want to fix it. I want to help you find it. And, and Barry's like, whatever. I don't care. I'm done with this.
0: Yeah. And so MacGyver kind of insists, like, he's like, you know what? Listen, I'm going to stay. He's talking to Willis. He's like, I'm going to stay. He's going to look a little bit further into what's going on with, with NPE. Um, and Willis is basically like, yep, I'll send back any information the foundation has when I get back to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Willis is gone for the rest of the episode. And as they're talking, we see this creeper up against the wall in a suit with oh, really nice hair. Oh, my God. I know. Just really like, nice. Hair. Really put. To- well, I like this guy. I did, I kind of liked him too. I'm mm. no. so sorry, I have really bad gas me too I, it's uh, it might have been the pizza, so yeah, this guy's like sitting up against the wall and he 's like reading the newspaper, but he 's overhearing MacGyver's plan to stay, and he kind of thinks like this is not good news, yeah, um, so Barry goes into the bathroom and we, well, I just want to make a point so
1: before we so a little more backstory on Barry, MacGyver says. I didn't think you were the kind of person that would quit, you know, after Barry's like, I don't want your help. And he's like, no, I'm not a quitter. I'm, uh, you know, I, I signed up for the, for the Marines. I, I was in Vietnam. And then afterwards I became a lawyer. I went to law school and I became a lawyer. But now, now I am quitting. I'm coming back to like the real world. Like he's leaving all of right. that. He's like, this is, cause it's not working. And now I'm going to take things, you know, I'm going to do the next step to help my people. Um, cause none of that worked. Like right. the legal channels, none of it worked.
0: Right. Right, exactly. And he, you know, so like Barry like storms off and he goes right. into the bathroom, and so we get the old, we get the old like no, the non-visual effects trick of hmm. Barry goes in to wash his hands and the camera pans down and follows him to wash his hands and then pans up and somebody's in the mirror behind him. Yeah. So they just like shuffle somebody into the frame while the camera is pointed down, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happens. So you know, Barry sits up and there's there's an old man standing behind him. And he says that his name is. Oh man,
1: look at my oh, life! A I'm a lot like you. <laughs> Wish he had started
0: singing Neil Young. <laughs> yeah, I know, so right? this, this man's name is Standing Wolf, and he tells Barry that he's got to, Barry. You have to take action. You have to do this. And Barry's like, I'm not really. I don't give two shits about what you have to say. Yeah, like, he he all but <laughs> says that. Yeah, he's like, I, I'm sorry, I I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, you have to take action. And he like kind of grabs and he goes look at basically like look into my eyes he's like
1: let me show you what no i'm not i'm not a religious kind of person let me show you
0: and they lock eyes and you can clearly tell that like standing wolf is like a seer essentially he was awesome i love standing wolf i was like i kept thinking like he's really not two eagles but then he kind of redeems himself in the latter half of the episode what he does with macgyver oh yeah Yeah. so yeah he like stares directly in his eyes for like it kind of gets two couple of quick cuts back and forth to their
1: eyes feverishly making out (laughs)
0: really weird i don't know why they didn't cut that out of the episode <laughs> i know it kind of ruined the pacing but it was kind of fun to watch so the gentleman who was listening to macgyver's conversation his name is dick russell no way really yeah i think they call him russell for the episode but I... that's right russell that's what it was yeah so he's like the head of security you for, know what for npe i'm gonna give you a dick russell <laughs> what's the a what's the dick russell <laughs> No, you're going to tell me what a Dick Russell is? What's a Dick Russell? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but I think we should figure it out. All right, we'll figure that one out. So he's meeting with Johnson. Johnson, Dick Russell, and Johnson <laughs> are meeting to talk about what he heard MacIver say. Sounds like a lawyer.
1: And and thanks to Dick Russell and Johnson, we won the case.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. For- oh, I was going to do a commercial bit about friggin' dick russell and wolf or oh that's even better dick russell wolf and johnson <laughs> <laughs> i'm having too much fun with myself tonight oh but i can tell from here i can see it <laughs> lifting the table where are my hands i don't know greg <laughs> so johnson uh he's warning he warns russell he's like listen there's a real chance that macgyver's gonna figure something out and it's gonna um It's pretty much going to reveal that the Lakota tribe owns Bitter Flats, and we can't have that happen. So why don't you, Russell, you go ahead and take care of MacGyver. It's like, oh, okay. Mm. Going to go into one of those again. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So here's where we have our first, like, WT fuck moment. (laughs) So (laughs) the next morning, MacGyver is, like, he's heading into the uh, the NPE construction site. He's kind of... Kind of get a lay of the land to figure it out. But what he's not aware of is that Russell and one of his assistants are following MacGyver. Now, MacGyver walks into the construction site, and he sees Barry coming out of one of the buildings wearing fatigues and carrying a rifle. I just want to say the construction site is like
1: a a work trailer in the middle of an empty lot in the woods. Yeah. With no one around. Nope. No one around. Nope. And MacGyver's just poking around out there by himself.
0: Yep because so that like yeah, Barry comes out of the door of the one building wearing fatigues and a rifle mm-hmm. and M- MacGyver's like what the fuck are you doing in there and Barry's like I had a vision last night and MacGyver's like don't please what do you no we're not I don't want to hear about your visions we need let's get out of the bu-. and like MacGyver starts to realize that like something's going on but before he can do anything like before MacGyver can like be like what the fuck is up Barry Barry grabs him no <laughs> MacGyver grabs his bag first
1: Does he? He's like, Barry, what are you doing? I want to go in there. You don't want to go in there. He's like, what are you doing? Grabs his bag and sees that there's C4 in it. Yep. Grabs Barry's bag and then Barry's like, grabs and then throws MacGyver.
0: Yeah, throws MacGyver down a hill. Yes. And then Barry follows him, dropping his rifle on the ground. And immediately after Barry goes down the hill, the construction site just blows up. Yeah, explodes Obli- into flame, obliterated. I don't know how much C four he put in that building. A little bit, just a little just, bit there. Just, just a touch, just a little bit. I don't know.
1: And this is when the the what's his name? Our 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 corp- our lawyers there. Will not Willis. No, Dick Russell. Dick Russell. Dick Russell. Dick Russell and the
0: other guys start firing at them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so Russell gets down to the site of the explosion, picks up Barry's rifle and notices that i think he sees the c4 too doesn't he yeah so barry when barry was started to fight with
1: macgyver he dropped everything he dropped his bag full of c4 and he dropped his rifle at the construction site right and when they started shooting at barry and macgyver barry grabbed max and said, hey let's get out of here like yeah you know wasn't like trying to f- like ditch him he's like we gotta go because they're gonna kill us i know who that is and we're leaving
0: right but left everything behind Course you yeah, of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. So Russell gets on the phone and immediately places a call to trace the supplier of the C four. Now I just want to
1: say this is we're getting more and more cell phone usage, which is I think it's you know sign of the times. Absolutely, it's still the size you know of a phone book. But I was thinking, okay, this is 1991, 1991. 91. late ninety one. So they're out in the middle of the boonies. Yeah. Would there actually be cell phone
0: reception out there? Uh, You know, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that would be, yeah. They're in the middle of nowhere. There's forest for miles around them. Yeah. And he immediately picks up the phone. He's like, yeah, I want you to trace the C4 and tell me where it came from. I would have believed a satellite phone, but not so much a cell phone. No, absolutely not. So MacGyver and Barry are like walking through the woods, and Barry tells MacGyver that Russell works for NPE. And he talks and he's like, So okay, so where are we headed right now, Barry? And Barry's like, Well, we're gonna we're headed to a cabin. An old friend of mine, his name is Phil Crow. Mm. Um but he's also not aware that really quickly Russell has traced the C four to Phil Crow and he's heading there. Buy motorcycle, right? It's, it's
1: so it's just weird. There's this discussion between we, between Barry and MacGyver, and MacGyver's like, "You can't do this. You can't go around blowing shit up." What the hell happened, right? And and Barry's like, "You wouldn't understand. I had a vision." MacGyver's like, "What? Well, fine. What?" And then Barry's just like, "Okay, fine. I'll tell you." But you know, just like first was very put offish. It's like, "All right, cool. I'll tell you what it was." Right. <laughs> Basically, I saw a vision last night that showed the future of what what happens if. Uh, the power lines are put through and I can't allow that to happen. Right. People are going to die and I can't allow it to happen. The only way to do it is to stop them. Right. And the whole time, a guy was like, this is bullshit. What
0: are you talking about? Right. You're a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, nope, that time is gone. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and and, and I was visited by, you know, this this man named Standing Wolf. He's an old spirit and he, he visited me in the form of a man. Then he took me to Bitter Flats Took the form of a wolf and showed me the vision of an Indian boy dying after exposure to power lines. And MacGyver's like, "Okay, this is not a thing. you <laughs> yeah. not talk. Nope." And he's You're- like, "Oh, great. Really? Yeah." And so Barry is basically like, "So w- clearly, this isn't. We're in danger, and I'm going to do whatever's necessary to stop North North Plains Electronics, Electrics, <laughs> God, Elect- <laughs> Electronicals. whatever. Doesn't <laughs> matter." So anyway, so Russell. Starts walking towards Phil Crow's cabin, and he steps on the makeshift doorbell. I thought it was great. Phil, was great. it was great. It's just like a trip wire, and as soon as somebody hits it, it just like clangs together some cans to yeah, let like, Phil know that somebody's coming. So like if
1: you're 100 feet away, it's going to do that. And you know what? I think this was the same hut... Same area that they. Uh, anyway, they filmed a lot of stuff in the same places. Yeah, I recognized this piece of land. It did look familiar. It almost was like the 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 cabin that Pete and his wife and his son were in. Remember that? Oh yeah, I. I that might have been before they moved to Canada. To do I filming. wouldn't be
0: surprised though, because they do they have a history of reusing sets. Yeah, for sure. Um. So this is I, I picked up on this. This is this is a little a little snafu, and I had to rewind it about three or four times to make sure. So Russell starts approaching Crow's cabin, and Crow hears the little his doorbell go off, and he comes out with his rifle pointed at Russell. It's it's a it's a bow and arrow. Was it a bow and arrow? Yeah, it was a bow and arrow. So Russell's like, "Oh, hi there. I'm I'm actually friends with uh, with your old pal Larry White Cloud. He doesn't call him Barry White Cloud. Yeah, four times I had to rewind it. Calls him so la- fun. I didn't Larry White Cloud. Larry White Cloud. Go- yeah,
1: Barry White Cloud.
0: And Crow very quickly immediately because um, because Russell says yeah I'm friends with uh, Larry Whitecloud but uh, this is his rifle that he he's just, yeah he just left like, a
1: note for me saying to meet him up here and he also left his rifle behind yeah You're recognize it don't you and Crow like
0: immediately drops his guard and lets Barry lets Russell in yeah okay <laughs> oh so, uh, yeah it All was right. yeah and so okay. So, as they approach the cabin, Barry and MacGyver, like, they're kind of going back and forth about, like, the merits of terrorism and, like, things like mm-hmm. that. And MacGyver's like, the terrorism never leads to good. It never settles anything. And MacGyver is such a skeptic, man. Like, he doesn't believe in the spirits telling people to plant bombs. Like, right. come on. Come on, well, MacGyver. And
1: also, like, but hearing it from hearing it from Barry, you're like, man, what, how, you went a little far. You Like, you're planting bombs and you don't care and you're not listening right. to... So there's, I can see that, like, but yeah, MacGyver basically tells Barry, I want to learn, tell
0: me, like, tell me what you saw, I, I don't get it. And he's basically very guarded, because Barry's like, no, that's like, it's not for, basically like, not for the the white man, this is not for him to know, like, not for you to know. Right, sure. You can't find any of this out. So they get to Crow's cabin. they like, they, you know, they hit the trip wire, and the door, little doorbell clangs, and... Hmm. They were like, Oh, he didn't he didn't. And he's have, like, Hey he Crow, it's me. And like he announces himself. Yeah, he's like, Oh, we must be out hunting. You know, yeah. you, that's what he does. And so they go inside, like they walk in the house just a little bit and they still can't find him. And they see that the radio in the cabin has been shattered. Like smashed to bits. And MacGyver's like I don't think he's hunting.
1: He's like, oh, yeah, no. You know what? Crow didn't really... Crow had a bad touch with electronics. Yeah. But it's like the radio's smashed to pieces. It
0: absolutely. It was not just a fist down on top of the radio. Yeah. And turns out that um, Mr. Crow is behind the door, dead. <laughs> right. And this is where Barry's like, oh, Crow's here.
1: Oh, he's dead. Right. Shot at pretty close range with that rifle. But just like, oh, he's dead. Like... Like, just a statement of fact. I didn't see any remorse, any, like, sadness. Like, right. he was a good friend. He's like, ah, oh, man, you know, I don't know why. Someone must have killed him.
0: Like, no shit. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, so Barry starts, like, grabbing these detonators from the cabin, and he tells MacGyver that he's hidden some C4 out in the woods. And this is where MacGyver's like, so where did you get the C4? Well, well, well Crow
1: used to work for a construction company, so he was, he was licensed to buy it. Right, he's like, who else knows that? Like, <laughs> right, because they're trying to, because basically, MacGyver's trying to protect Barry in the sense of they're going to find out where the C four that you left behind came from, and they're going to trace it around. They're going to figure it out, and they already did because Crow's dead.
0: Right, right, and so because of this, so you know, at this point, Barry and MacGyver are talking, and Barry's touching everything, he's picking everything up, and Russell comes in behind them in the door, and he's got the rifle in his hand, and he's basically wanted to make sure that Barry. Would place those fingerprints all over the cabin. Mm-hmm. So then he proceeds, Russell, to shoot MacGyver in the stomach with Barry's rifle, then draws, and then Russell draws his own revolver and plans to frame Barry for the murders of MacGyver and Crow. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the fourth time consecutively that MacGyver has been mortally wounded. <laughs> Let's go down that list right now, so shall we? So we've got uh, the, uh, the Pete episode with the, the blind Faith, where he yep. burns his hands beyond recognition, yep, sure, um then the next episode we 've got faith, hope and charity, where he gets his leg caught in a bear trap that's right, and is nursed back to health by kooky old ladies and then the last episode, which was strictly business. Where he smashed his head because Murdoch shot a bazooka at his car. <laughs> he had a head injury and ended up with amnesia again. Oh, of course, And yes. in this episode, where he gets shot in the stomach by a rifle. Perfectly natural. But then gets up and runs away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seemingly with no issues. Like, he didn't seem to be... I mean, he was clearly injured, but legit... <laughs> yeah, did, pretty much like that. But it was much like... Well, we'll get to, we'll get to why he seems to be up and about... Very shortly, um, so they figure that MacGyver's dead. So Russell and the unnamed assistant they go after Barry, but they lose him in the woods because Barry runs. Barry mm-hmm. just takes off and bails, and they right. can't find him. That's the thing. MacGyver gets shot. All right, falls to the ground.
1: Barry is standing there. What's his name? Russell. Russell. Russell is holding the gun up. Russell's other friend trips over the tripwire again, causing the cans to rattle. Getting Russell's attention, allowing Barry to attack Russell, probably could have disarmed him and beat him up or shot him or whatever.
0: Right. But no, runs, leaves wounded MacGyver and just bails. And they lose him pretty quickly. Yeah, he's gone. in the woods. Completely gone. And so they go back to Crow's cabin only to discover MacGyver is not there.
1: Like he vanished, like Murdoch did at the bottom of a
0: mine shaft. Exactly. So they go after him, and so I'm like, "Bitch, MacGyver, you got a stomach wound. How are you moving that quickly?" And also, another fucking mine shaft appears. Yeah. Oh, I want to make a note. They didn't say what
1: what the rifle was. It was a thirty thirty. So MacGyver got shot in the stomach with a thirty thirty from about ten feet away. Yeah. It should have.
0: It should have. Uh, he should not be walking. It should have gone should all have the had, way through him, but he it did have had intestines all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, but no MacGyver finds a fucking abandoned mineshaft and goes into it. Another mine. Another shaft, fucking Greg. mineshaft. I wrote that. And I'm like
1: another mineshaft. There's a mineshaft in the last episode. Better
0: used, by the way. Oh, actually, no. Actually, this was pretty cool. This was pretty well used. Okay, yeah, this is mine. Right. Yeah, this was great. So MacGyver goes in and he starts like he's sweating because clearly he's su- he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. So like he collapses to the floor and he rolls over and he sees a fire uh-huh. and then within seconds, standing wolf appears. <laughs> yeah,
1: like there's a there's a campfire already burning in the, in this in this this mine, right? And Then like they didn't even try to disguise this. There's the campfire in the middle of the frame. Then
0: there's (laughs) there's Standing Wolf. He just faded into existence. (laughs) There he is. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So, like, MacGyver passes out and wakes up, you know, however many hours later. And Standing Wolf is, like, performing a Native American ritual over him. He's got, like, the the feather. And he's, like, running stuff over the wound and this and this. And uh, he reaches in and pulls the bullet from MacGyver's stomach. Mm -hmm. And MacGyver kind of, like comes to, and he starts going back and forth. Like, where am I? What's going on? Yeah. Was this, this a dream? And he goes, well, maybe this whole thing could be a dream. It's like, no,
1: it's not. No, he's like, look, your body your body gave up the bullet from the gun. And he holds it up. He's like, oh, hmm. He's like, is this a dream? Then And then what's... Oh, God, Standing yeah. Wolf. Standing Wolf pinches MacGyver's finger, and he's like, did that hurt? And
0: MacGyver shakes his head, no. No. Oh, well, well maybe it is a dream. Yeah, maybe this whole thing could be a dream. I don't know. <laughs> it's amazing it was, it was so great and so like max in the midst of like this fever dream so standing wolf was like i i don't know why you're here but it's well, but he takes him outside we gotta show you something he takes him outside and they're immediately transported from the mine to the outskirts of bitter flats bitter flats bitter flats we make your food really bitter <laughs> It's our catchphrase, guys. Is that does that work for you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can write that into
1: a jingle. <laughs> no.
0: All right. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so MacGyver's like, "Well, where are we?" He's like, "Well, we're at Bitter Flat," and and he says, uh, "How did we get there? What's going on?" He's like, "Wait, wait." He's like, "He's like, those are power lines. Those why are those there? This is those aren't there yet. What's uh, co- there's a stream over here. What is happening uh, right yeah, now?" Yeah, but they're
1: here now. They're here where we are now. I mean, we're in, we're essentially
0: he's saying we're in the future. Yeah. He's like they've moved ahead in time where the electric company has been built, the electrical towers are up. Mm. But he's like, but there's a there's a stream. This stream wasn't here. i was like, oh, it's always been there. It's like, no, oh, okay, yep, river's always been there. So MacGyver kind of approaches the stream, and Standing Wolf gets down on the ground and he starts drinking out of it, and. uh standing wolf transforms into an actual wolf Mm. as he's continuing to drink cute wolf too it was really
1: yeah they're both drinking and like MacGyver keeps looking up at the at the power line
0: towers and they're glowing red yeah and I don't know if we mentioned this but Barry had said the same thing about his dream like he's like I saw these power lines and they were glowing they were glowing this like really really red right color
1: right yeah and MacGyver sees everything it's all glowing red but his stomach's slowly starting to hurt more and more yeah Um And he's like, just a lot of these slow back and forth panting cuts. Like, MacGyver, like, "Ah,
0: yeah, sweaty. come on, speed it up. And so, yeah, and so he looks out and he looks across the stream in the middle of it and he sees this boy. Also glowing red, who's dead in the middle of the stream, much like what Barry was describing. And I'm like, God, this is a hell of a fever dream.
1: Yeah, Holy I know. Holy shit. Yeah, the <laughs> little boy out there in the middle of the the stream. Yeah, and like, Standing Wolf is now an actual wolf, and then <laughs> disappears. And McGavrick is like, ah, and his side keeps hurting more and more and more, and he kind of lies down and passes out by the stream, just to wake up back in the cave again. And Standing Wolf's kneeling next to him.
0: Right. Yeah. And he's and he's um he. He says to MacGyver, he's like, what you saw was not about violence. And Standing Wolf suggests to MacGyver that Barry do something called counting coup. Well, because MacGyver realizes that it's
1: the same vision that Barry had. Right. But MacGyver says, you didn't say anything. There's nothing about violence here. And and Standing Wolf's like, no, there's nothing about violence. I mean, Barry figured that did that on his own. Right. He's he's not doing the wrong thing. And this is where Standing Wolf is like, ah, now I know why you're here. It's so that you can show Barry the truth. like right. the, Show him the correct way. Right. And this is where he explains counting coup. That's counting coup, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and so I actually looked it up just to get a better understanding of it. And so basically what Standing Wolf suggested was Barry count coup by striking his enemy and just humiliating him, not, not inciting violence or anything like that. And so I looked it up, and so... Counting Coup, this is from Wikipedia, was the winning of prestige against an enemy by the Plains Indians of North America. Warriors won prestige by acts of bravery in the face of the enemy, which could be recorded in various ways and retold as stories. So there's no violence. There was no attacking. It was just like you do something to humiliate your enemy to kind of like stand up to them as an act of bravery. Okay. Um, So he's asking that Barry count Coup instead of reacting with violence. Actually killing people. Right. So he tells MacGyver to lay down. And MacGyver rests and wakes up the next morning.
1: But but you see MacGyver lay down. Then you see... you see, uh, God damn it. Standing Wolf. Standing Wolf. I keep wanting to call him Two Eagles. You see Standing <laughs> Wolf kind of put MacGyver to bed, essentially. Yeah. And then walk to the other side of the cave and then curl
0: up and lie down. You see it like That's in the right. distance. Yes. Then when MacGyver wakes up in the morning, he sees that someone has fixed his wound. There's an open first aid kit nearby. And um, he looks around... And he sees that someone has put a medallion with an eagle feather on him. He looks around, that's he's like, that's a little weird. And then he looks across at where Standing Wolf used to be, and it is um, it's a dead corpse of a wolf. It's just a dead wolf lying on the ground. Like all dried out. It's been clearly been there for a long time. Right. Like not like almost mummified. Like yeah. just the pelt's still there, but it's just dried out. Yeah. You're like, huh. It was like that's interesting. And so he looks around and he sees the bullet from his wound resting like on top of like an old wooden case like a case or whatever you want to you know whatever it was steamer trunk kind of steamer thing. trunk so he opens the case and he finds like a bunch of mining tools and some and some old maps of the area they dated back to like 1894 so almost a hundred years ago this map comes from and he looks at the map and he realizes that according to this map um that Blackstream creek flowed east of bitter flats not where it's mm-hmm. labeled on the map currently, so it's like the original map. And somehow
1: between this map and the subsequent maps, the cr- the creek got put in the wrong place.
0: Right. He's I, like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "I can, we can do this." We, you know, and it comes out later like he's going to try to use this information against well, MPE. Well, that's what he's like. This is
1: what they were trying to hide. This is what he he knew something was like missing. That there was something there that the MPE was afraid of. Right. And this is it. Right. He's like, oh, okay.
0: tortilla flats really is (laughs) on Lakota territory yes exactly so we cut to Barry who uh, has been on the run and he's picking up the rest of his hidden C4 not very well hidden it's just like under some leaves in in a bucket in the woods in a bucket (laughs) fine fine and so he heads out to the um, new the power plant Mm. to presumably plant the C4 and destroy it right (laughs) right So, so he, that's the nicest thing. That's the best way to to get your side of the
1: argument across.
0: Right. So he he goes outside um and he's, he he plants he plants the C4 and he slips outside as Russell and this assistant arrive. I want to I want to make a note now. So he plants the C4
1: and cranks the timer. Yeah. And you can actually see it counting. And I want I want I just want to keep in mind the pacing of that counter. Seeing that thing winding down, I'm like that would have taken 3 minutes probably. I was going
0: to say how long would that have been? Like 2 or 3 minutes. 2-3 three, three minutes tops. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking to myself like cuz at this point in the episode we've still got 12 minutes left in the episode. Okay, tw- 13, so there's that. Something like that. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah. So Barry leaves, MacGyver arrives and sees Barry and tells him that like basically like he's like I f- tells him what he found out. Like the stream is here that Bitter Flats is actually part of the Lakota flat reservation. He's like, mm-hmm. that's, that's what this map shows. And Barry, you know, he's, he, he's pleased, but he's like, I don't think this is going to stand up in court. Mm-hmm. He, and it was like any MacGyver tells Barry, like, listen, you misinterpreted your vision. He's like, that's not what this vision was trying to tell well, you to just do. Think
1: about the audacity that Mac has. So here he is, the white man telling, telling white cloud that he interpreted his vision wrong.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> got some like balls hey, MacGyver. He's like excuse me what? <laughs> Son of a bitch. He's yeah. like yeah he's like, he's like the, it wasn't the intent to be violent he's like your intent was to show to show these people the correct path of taking coup and Barry's like what the fuck are you talking about? I'm you not taking coup. Yeah he's like I'm not I'm blowing doing shit up. He's like I'm going to kill Johnson for killing Crow. Right. He's like that's the end of the story that's what's going to happen I'm going to detonate this power plant and MacGyver realizes at this point that Barry has already placed the C4 inside. Uh huh. And Barry refuses to back down, refuses to tell MacGyver where he planted it, and cold cocks MacGyver
1: and bails. Right. But, of course, it didn't knock MacGyver out. Usually it knocks MacGyver out. It probably right. should because his, his brain's probably mush.
0: It has, Instead, to, it has to be for the love of and God. And now his
1: his gunshot wound is, is considerably better, but he's still been wounded. Right. Um, but he kind of gets up and he starts... Ugh, he runs into the power plant. Yeah. And immediately gets captured by by dick russell and wolf dick russell and wolf (laughs) and wt fuck (laughs) well we got a lot of we got a lot of phrases this episode Dick russell and wolf catch macgyver and lock him in another place but after macgyver very strongly tells them there's a bomb in here it will blow up and you will all die yeah and and they're like yeah whatever what did he say yeah checks in the mail come on let's get going do you know where they lock him I forget the name of
0: it. They lock him in a pump house. Oh, that's right, the (laughs) pump house. And I didn't realize it until later in the episode when they said, Russell tells Johnson, like, oh, yeah, no, MacGyver's fine. He's locked up in the pump house. I'm like, oh, my God, that's another pump play. house. Oh, it's yes, the pump house, my favorite club. <laughs> that was the – what was the pump house episode? That was the
1: one where MacGyver – we learned that MacGyver's friend got shot as a kid. Was that the episode in the yeah. pump house? Okay. The one uh, with the gun because the kids – That's get the, yeah. right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood Brothers, I think, was the name yes. of it. Yes. Yes. Okay. And the pump house. <laughs> you made fun of me for that. I'm going to the pump house. Though. And now the pump house comes back, Greg.
1: Yeah, MacGyver just can't get enough of the pump house
0: <laughs> so um outside barry is praying to the spirits to f- f- kind of give him the right way yeah. and he sees russell locking macgyver up in the pump house and johnson is now arriving with a c- with a camera crew because apparently there's going to be a big publicity tour of mm-hmm. the plant there's also a school bus of children that are about to arrive right. for a
1: field trip and i think it's funny how there are absolutely no workers anywhere
0: No. No, it's barren. There's no one in there except for the freaking CEO of NPE is giving the tour. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's what?
1: funny that, uh, that uh, Barry sees all this and, and, you know, he didn't want to kill anybody, but he also was kind of like, if it happens, it happens. Yeah.
0: Which is terrible. And so Johnson basically, and I love this because Johnson tells Russell, kill MacGyver when the tour is over. I'm like, why are you waiting? Right. Why the fuck are you waiting? Kill him now. Then, Kill him now. Because MacGyver, this actually, I loved this MacGyverism. This was pretty damn it good. It was pretty, I mean, it was simple. So he takes a broom and he shoves it into the end of a high-pressure air pipe. Right. And then, well, it was. I don't think it was a broom. It was a big metal pipe of some type. Was, was like, it? Yeah, I don't think it Looks was like a broom. It was the end of a broom, but maybe, yeah, probably would make more sense if it was a metal pipe that blew off the door. Right, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, so he basically knocks... He he lets he lets loose the air pressure and it blows this metal pipe across the room into the door and knocks that assistant unconscious when the door it, comes down. It
1: blows the doors
0: off the hinges and flattens this guy. Oh my God, it was fucking great. It was great. It was great. So MacGyver gets out and he runs into the plant and he doesn't know like Barry's like right behind him and so MacGyver runs into Russell and they get into a quick scuffle but MacGyver very handily houses russell and then locks him in a closet
1: i know with his stomach wound he beats the shit out of russell which is great because macgyver rarely really beats the shit out of anybody and a potential concussion because barry punched him in the side of the head really hard right and and he's like bleeding out of his stomach wound
0: so but it's fine (laughs) macgyver locks him in a closet he's got this so barry so macgyver tells barry like um hey dude there's a field trip of kids in here you got to tell me where this bomb is and barry was like fine i will warn the children but I'm killing Johnson. Yeah, and like that's well, he also, but he just says, "No, I'm not telling you where the bomb is." Like, wh- he, but
1: why? And Macgyver's like, "What?" He's like, "Nope." And then this is where, where Johnson and the school children start coming up the stairs behind behind Macgyver and Barry's like po- looking at Macgyver, right? And this is where Barry draws a bead on Johnson with the bow, yes, and and, and basically calls him out and tells all the kids to leave. And this is where Macgyver's like, "Come on, Barry, where's the bomb? This isn't worth it." He's like, yes, it is, and then there's this moment. So most of the children leave. Johnson is kind of freaked out. He's kind of obstructed by a big right. steel beam, but then there's this one boy left behind who, who for whatever reason, lingered away from his classmates. Of course, he did. And who was that little boy?
0: Um, it was the it was the same Native American boy that has been seen in two visions, dead in a stream, glowing red. <laughs> right, and that's apparently enough for Barry. To finally tell MacGyver where the bomb is, and so MacGyver gets up on the top. It's like on the top of uh, I don't know, I don't know what, like a vat. <laughs> yeah, on the top of another, a vat. And say it's a vat in a power plant. Yeah. I don't know. On so the he top gets up there and he sees it. And now at this point, Greg, you're saying you said a little while ago it's probably about three minutes left. Right, on three minutes on this thing, and he gets there and there's two little lights left on. But in the
1: time that it would have taken. <sighs> My point is that the place would have blown up
0: years ago. Oh, no question. In the pacing of this scene. Absolutely. And so, Stupid. So MacGyver gets up there and he goes, Barry, you got to tell me how to defuse it. And he goes, well, you can't diffuse it without a cotter pin, but I don't have one of those. Yeah. And Max like, what the fuck? What oh. the shit, Barry? How do I defuse this without a cotter pin? <gasps> the eagle feather on my necklace. Oh my God. <laughs> so he pulls the eagle feather out and uses the end of the feather as a replacement for the cotter pin sticks it into the side of the bomb mm-hmm. with about a second to spare. Sure. And it doesn't go off. And I was like, oh, yeah,
1: "And this is timing. where Barry's going to freaking kill Johnson with a bow."
0: So Barry gets ready to shoot Johnson, but stops and just like runs at him full speed screaming. <laughs> stops about a foot away from him and then taps him on the shoulder with the top of his bow. That little Native American boy starts laughing. Because he realized, because he even says, he goes, ha, he counted coup on you, and then the little boy, like, runs away. <laughs> right. Ha, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, what? Ha, <laughs> ha. I'm like, okay.
0: okay. All right, fair enough. So we cut back to the finale of the episode, and uh, Barry has been arrested, thank God, but uh, they released him without bail as he awaits his trial. I'm like, they fucking released this psychopath? Right. He was willing to kill children. For one man's head? Right. Okay, I guess that works. Um, So they were able to figure out that thanks to the Phoenix Foundation, Phoenix Foundation's like satellite photography, um, they were able to find that the- (laughs) That's just Pete in the bubble, like (laughs) taking photos with his camera. (laughs) They shoot Pete up in an orbital satellite. (laughs) All right, guys, you can get me down now. Oh, Pete, we forgot to tell you that that's a one-way trip up. Sorry. You're not coming down. Aww. <laughs> it's like every 10 or 15 episodes, it's just like a, it's like a tag at the end of the credits. There's this Pete floating by. Aww. <laughs> okay, back to the episode. So they find out that the stream's original location was confirmed, and apparently the mining company... Forged the plans back, you know, 100 years ago, which then later became NPE. And Johnson knew about the fake plans and he was prepared to kill MacGyver to keep them all a secret. Now, the DA is filing charges against him for conspiracy to commit murder in the case of Phil Crow. Then the episode shifts gears once again and we get Barry talking to MacGyver about this. I'm going to participate in my first Sundance next year. Outsiders are sometimes allowed to dance, too. Yeah, well, I don't think I'm quite up to that yet. It's a good way to touch the spirit world. Standing wolf on a hill. He walks away and disappears into the mist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To go play cards with Jamie Two Eagles. (laughs) Oh, man, I wish. Inside of the hollowed-out carcass of Tilikum the Whale. (laughs) That's a throwback. It was like three seasons
0: ago. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I forgot that I (laughs) left that in the clip. Very nice. Um, So that's kind of where it ends. Yeah, he uh, Barry. (laughs) Wow, you're just like Barry (laughs) invites MacGyver and Pete to do a naked Sundance. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete's the only one that accepts Pete's the only one that accepts Inses- Insists on bringing his mask Because he figures that if he can't see where he's dancing Then he won't feel as self-conscious about his body With the gimp mask on <laughs> Are we ever going to let the gimp mask go? Is this going to cross over into our next show? Probably <laughs> We're going to have to keep the spirit alive uh, I know um, I legitimately have no idea why, Greg But I kind of liked this episode that baffles me. It really baffles me. And for reasons that I I don't even understand why I put these mullets down, but I'm keeping them all. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to go through them with you right now. Are you ready? No. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. So I get Standing Wolf gets a mullet because he was the shit. <laughs> I loved him. I think I might have liked him more than two eagles. Oh, man. The, those are some words. Max Fever Dream gets a mullet. <laughs> the Counting Coup scene gets a mullet. And Is I gave it? half a mullet for the shotgun to the stomach It, it was a thirty thirty rifle david thirty thirty rifle, and then, yeah, so three and a half mullets. so I don't know why I liked this episode. <laughs> Are you gonna budge on yours?
1: I don't think I can. No, you can't. Basically, I gave one mullet for Standing Wolf because I would hang out with him. I liked him a lot. Did you? So
0: that's all you're gonna do, huh? That's it. I can't. I can't. Oh, great. I can't, David. Right. I just can't do it. I'm but gonna, you know, I'm putting your one mullet in there, and I'm gonna see what your season average. I still have to say that
1: I, I'm really glad that we have a, a new a new food chain called uh, Bitter Flats. We should open up our own our own chain of bitter flats. And a, and a new band called Counting Coup.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That would be amazing. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to say about this episode, Greg? Um, I uh, – no. Okay. Um, the next episode is going to be another probably strongly hated episode. <laughs> you ready for it? I have to be, don't I? It's the season finale. Is it really? Next episode is season six, episode 21, Hindsight. Mm. As Pete anxiously awaits his glaucoma operation, he and MacGyver try to figure out who has been sending him threatening messages in the hospital. Season finale, also a clip show. Oh boy, I can't wait to watch it. I can't effing wait for this clip show. Widely regarded again as one of the worst because of the clip show piece, but also because... This is the third episode now that's dealt directly with Pete and the glaucoma thing but like I think they dealt with it really nicely in that first episode Blind Faith that like yes. I'm not sure we needed to see. And that's what I hear people saying like I don't know if we needed to see m- him accepting the surgery. Yeah. Like you wonder if they could have ended the season with him saying I've made the decision like maybe wrap the whole finale around somebody trying to kill Pete. Which then gives him the courage to go through with the surgery as the finale, and then we come back for seasons, c- you know like something like that sure whatever i don 't know i what? lost I lost your train of thought, but that 's fine. I lost my train of thought too. I had no idea where I was going with that but let 's talk about that in um, the season finale next episode. Sound good sure <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that 's going to wrap it up for us this week if uh, if you liked what you heard and uh, <laughs> please feel free to uh, find us on Facebook champ and climb blow your mind. you can find us on Twitter at blow your mind fourteen. You can also find us on Instagram, Champa Klein. You can email us at LetUsBlowYourMind at gmail.com. Mm. You can find us on our website at ChampaKlein.com, <laughs> where not only can you find all of our episodes of Magla- Mollets and Memories, <laughs> wow, Magla- 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 you can also find all of our shows of our flagship series, Champa and Klein, Blow Your Mind, as well as our 24-hour podcast, The 1440, so be sure and check those out. Um, even though Greg and I are about to wrap up the penultimate season, and we have 14 episodes left after this... Leave us a review on iTunes. We would really love for some new listeners to finish out the series with us. Mm, uh, I think finish. things are going to go balls to the wall crazy for the end of MacGyver, and I would love to share it with more people. And
1: fear not, we will continue. We will continue um, and probably revive. Right. We will. Champ uh, climb blow your mind.
0: I will say that, as we talked about in two episodes ago, that I was stuck between Airwolf and, and, and um, Quantum Leap uh we've actually now added like three more shows that people have suggested we actually got a wonderful email from a listener her name was Rita um who suggested Night Rider for us mm. um and she actually emailed us with 10 reasons why we should do it um unfortunately we're out of time here but I am going to read that email in the finale uh, and I can't wait to do it Because I'm really looking forward for you all to hear Her reasons, and they're really compelling To the point where I'm almost considering That Night Rider will be our next show Yeah, yeah that's, uh, It was very convincing It's a compelling argument, so stay tuned for next episode For us to uh, to go through with that And we'll, we'll read that to you So for Mollison Memories this week, I am Standing Wolf I am Jamie Two Eagles Have a fantastic week everybody Well And maybe it's time for a smoke small-